Welcome to Gripping Business Tales Australia, the podcast designed to help Australian businesses overcome the regular and real challenges of being a success. Now, here's your host, Murray Smith. Dimitri Delareva has a passion for learning and improving other people's lives. His drive for having a positive impact on the community led him to establish LearnMate. LearnMate connects students from primary and high school settings to the best tutors available to meet their needs. LearnMate has a presence across Australia and as the business has grown, Dimitri knew he needed to learn more about running his business better and overcoming the challenges of growth. Dimitri Delariva, welcome to Gripping Business Tales. Thank you, Murray, for having me today. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. And of course, we're going to talk all things learn, mate, very shortly. And I'm looking forward to this. It's, uh, it's a great concept, great platform. And uh, I think it's uh, a lot of people will be, particularly after what we've just been through, screaming out for it. So that will we'll re- reveal all shortly. Just like to start off with the traditional questions we do here on Gripping Business Tales. If you could just detail one personal success and one professional success you've had recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, well, recently, I would say um, in the past, well, past few years, actually. Mm. Um, uh, actually, no, sorry, COVID. Yes, uh, COVID <laughs> was actually a um, was actually a, a big challenge to the business. And I think uh, prior to COVID, um, we were doing 90% of lessons in person, 10% online. Um, and post COVID it's now around 85% online, 15% in person. Um, so, and we've actually been able to grow through this period as well. So for me, in order to be actually, you know, for the business to be able to transition from practically an in-person agency to now virtually Mm -hmm. online tutoring, uh, connection service for me has been a huge personal and actually business achievement as well. I kind of put the two in the same box. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's uh, it's quite a challenge. It's always good to talk to businesses that have been able to navigate the last few months with success, and I'm sure our listeners will be keen to hear more about that. So let's let's talk a bit more about um, LearnMate. Tell us a bit more about the business, how it started, and and what it does. Yep. So uh, we're a tutoring connection service. So uh, traditionally, I would use the term tutoring agency, but I over the you know the past few years i've begun to realize that tutoring agency doesn't really do us justice mm. we're not an agency in the traditional sense yes we are an agency at kind of a very basic level but what we actually do is we actually connect students with tutors in the fastest time possible that's what we do so we're not so much an agency in the sense that um you know we're focused on textbooks and things like that we're just let's get you connected to the best possible tutor in the shortest time possible um, so in terms of starting the business, um, I started it in 2015, April 2015 was when I launched it. Um, prior to that, I'd been actually a, a VC English language tutor. Um, so I finished one 2012 and just started doing some tutoring on the side just to make some extra cash. Um, that pretty much just uh, became too much for me. I was tutoring around 25 students a week. And that's when I thought, what's the next stage? So then that's when I created an online course for the VC subject that I was tutoring. Um, started doing some English language workshops. So, you know, rather than doing one-on-one tutoring, I just would get together a group of around 60 students and we do English language workshops for year 12. And then I kept thinking to myself, what's the next stage? And that's when I just started to get together a group of some VCE English language tutors. And uh, then naturally it expanded to other subjects beyond just English language. Um, 
and that's it. And now fast forward five and a half years later from the time I started Learmate, um, we have tutors in every capital city except Darwin. Um, and we service prep to 12. That's our niche segment, prep to 12. Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, business that you've got running there, Dimitri. And I just want to, you mentioned a couple of times there about what's the next stage. Where do you think that drive came from for you about you reached a particular point of capacity and you thought, well, what can I do next? How can I make, how can I be, how can I grow this if you like? And where do you think that came from? Um, I think it's just a personal, I love challenges. I love to just grow as a person. I love looking at the next step. I, I kind of get bored very easily. Um, and to be honest, this is where EOS actually comes into the business as well. And right. it, it, it kind of comes from a place of what, how can I improve as a person? How can I do more? How can I make more of an impact? How can I, um, you know, uh, affect someone's life in a way that I wouldn't be able to do that with one person or even a few people. So obviously, um, you know, those phases of scaling mm. allow me to then have that impact that I would only, that I would struggle to have as a sole you know, person running the business or a sole founder. Yeah. So you've been going for, you know, five and a half years or thereabouts now. And yeah. in terms of the journey, what are, what are some of the challenges that you've been facing? And, and at what point did you think, right, I, I, I've taken it this far, but I'm going to need some help from this, from this point on. Just tell us a bit about how that, that came about. Not so much the decision about EOS, but more about, you know, the challenges you faced, how you managed those, but then came to the point or realisation you thought, yeah, this is this is getting a bit bigger than what I think I, I can and I want to grow. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. So for me, it's when I feel like there's too much on my plate and I'm mm -hmm. doing too many things that I don't particularly enjoy or I'm doing too many things and make, starting to make mistakes or getting really tired or things of that nature. That usually for me is indicative of that I need to get some outside of help. Um, one of my biggest weaknesses, I would say, when I was starting and really, um, you know, at least a few years into the business was I thought I could do it all. Um, I didn't actually have a customer service person for, would have been actually a year and a half. I was actually wow. doing all the emails and calls for a year and a half into the mm. business. And in hindsight, I would have had someone probably a little bit earlier. I could actually afford it, but I just had the kind of do it all syndrome, the Superman cape. And, and that was, um, that was probably one of the reasons why now when I start to see that, hang on, I'm doing too much. That's when I start to think, how can I, you know, uh, begin to grow in a more efficient manner. So when, when you think about, about that and, you know, the, if you like the Superman syndrome that you were suffering, yeah. um, you, you're definitely not alone in that space in terms of, you know, sometimes it's driven at it. How much do you think was it about the, the question around taking the risk or, you know, taking that, that, that punt, if you like, oh, gee, I've got to bring someone else on. Oh, am I ready for this? How much of it was driven by that, do you think, or was there something else driving it? Um, that's a really good question. I, I think it, it actually got to the point where it didn't become a choice. So, you know, things were growing yeah. so quickly that I didn't actually have a chance to stop and think, oh, is this the right thing to do? I actually just did it because yeah. I had to. Yeah. Um, and then if things screwed up along the way, once I'd done it, you know, if I hired the wrong person or something like that, then I would fix it up. Obviously now that, you know, I'm a little more cautious now than I was four years ago, four and a half or three and yeah. a half years ago. Um, but yeah, it comes from a place of um, just having to do what the business needs, not what I necessarily need, but what does the business need? Yeah, right. And how do you balance that with, 
you know, not to put a too fine a point on it, being the founder, if you like, what does the business need as opposed to what what you think it needs? How do you how do you balance that in your life and, and in your decisions? Um, it's hard because sometimes what you need is the opposite of what the business needs, but what the yeah. business needs is something that you actually don't want in your life. Yeah. So it's hard. I, I if, you, if you found a solution, I would love to know, but I, I can't crack that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. I'm always interested in the insights of founders about these sort of issues. I want to take you along the journey a bit to where you are now. You've started your EOS journey recently. Um, yep. And if uh, so, when you when you started thinking about needing help, how did you how did you come across the entrepreneurial operating system and, and what is it that when you first heard about it, you thought, oh, gee, this is this is a bit curious. I'd like to know a bit more. Yeah, it's a really cool story. Um, so in uh, September 2018, I joined EO um, uh, as, you know, the part to get some training because I had no, prior to this, I had very little business connections. Mm-hmm. I had, I felt like I was really struggling in 2018 under the work and I just had no idea where I was going. And um, so I joined a support network and um, that was actually through, a friend that I actually had on Instagram. We weren't really that close, but I saw his post on Instagram about EO. So that's when I got really curious. Um, so I joined it from there. Um, then one of my uh, coaches last year, last financial year, um, turns out she was an EO, she is actually an, EO, an EOS implementer. Um, and she obviously didn't, in EO, you're not allowed to promote yeah. outside programs. So she didn't do that. In fact, um, what happened was, in May this year, I hired a new marketing manager and she came into the business and she said, um, said, Dimitri, you might benefit from some further coaching, um, you know, personal, personalized one-on-one coaching because EO was obviously more group and network and I love it, but I needed some one-on-one coaching. Um, and so what I did was I reached out to Jenny and just yeah. said, Hey, do you happen to know of any coaches or someone that could offer um, you know, and, and yourself, if you'd be willing to do it. And um, she said she's happy to do it. Um, she actually has got the time now because of EOS. Yeah. Um, she's got the time now to actually give back and do coaching for other business clients. And so that's how the journey began. And so that was back in uh, back in end of June, we had a discussion and, mm. and we started the whole journey a couple of months ago. Yeah, great. And as part of that journey, no doubt, you and your leadership team did the 90-minute meeting uh, with mm-hmm. Jenny. Yep. Can you, yeah. can you can you remember back to that about what it is that, that when when that was being explained to you what was resonating with you what is it that you thought yeah okay now I'm in the 90 minutes this is really interesting this is beyond interesting now I'm starting to think about whether I should keep going with this what what, what happened in that in that sort of mm. moment in time if you like um, I think I realized that I could finally let go yeah, right. And that I and that I could finally stop being the person that always has to make the decisions and always has to feel like, you know, now in our meetings, which I've never done before, I actually stand back a lot more now. Yeah, right. And I try not to talk because one of my biggest habits is I'll be like, give my, you know, constantly trying to solve things, but it's good to be able to empower other people to be able to do that. So in that 90 minute meeting, it was all about the realization that I can actually delegate and feel comfortable delegating. Um, mm. Yeah. And then you went on to your your focus day, um, and often when I work with uh, clients myself, when we when you do the focus day, there's there's two things that, that generally I see in a lot of a lot of people when they do that is one they're generally um, inspired about what what might be coming next, but they're also exhausted about how much thinking they've done. What was your experience when you did the focus day and was introduced to some tools and and processes? 
Um, truth be told, when we had the focus day, I was actually going on, I was going to take a week off after the focus day. So yeah. it gave me some time to process it. Um, there was a lot of information um, mm. and particularly around, you know, getting the organizational child the accountability chart um, mm. actually properly created because I didn't really have anything prior to that. Um, and yeah, but I've come, I've come to realize you just got to take it a day at a time and just start and since the focus day it has been a lot more steady so rather than pull the pressure on myself i say just take it day by day keep getting the help from from my eos mentor which has been absolutely amazing and she's always been there to help and that's it but yeah. it, it's not going to happen overnight and that's part of business so yeah yeah and you're doing your level 10 meetings i assume weekly and, mm -hmm. and so forth can you yep. tell us a bit about your experience with level 10s in now that you you know you're early on in your journey but it's yeah. always great to hear what happened in that space when you first started and, and and how you're going with that now? Yeah. Um, so we had our, our level 10 meeting this morning, actually, because we have a Monday, right. uh, Monday lunchtime. Um, and we, sorry, Monday lunch, not this morning, but lunchtime. Yeah. And um, we, uh, it, it's one thing I've come to realize in the past couple of weeks is that now I can actually start to kind of express my own high level strategic fears or organizational fears to the wider leadership team yeah. so rather than internalizing this and thinking oh putting all this pressure on myself i can be like okay um we need to hire this person and they need to fill this box where do we think we're going to get them from or yeah. what what are your thoughts on that and that was something i could i could never express that to my customer wow. service team i could never express that to obviously not to my tutors not to my customers yes and i felt like really until eos came along that i would internalize it um, granted though, the only time I'd probably, uh, express those fears would be within EO, but mm. that's EO, the people in EO are not actually in your business. No, no. Um, but these people in the leadership team are actually in your business day in, day out. So they can really offer some really solid advice. And, um, that was actually one of the questions I asked this morning and it, it just opened up so many good discussions about that issue. And, um, yeah. That was a, a big thing, I think, for me. Yeah, fantastic. Now, have you done your vision building days yet, or are you, or are they? That is this Thursday, actually, which I'm super Thursday. excited about. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. So, uh, in terms of what you've seen so far with the foundational tools and your accountability chart and setting, you know, short rocks to get a, a sense of all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you're moving into your vision building day. What are you hoping to get or expecting to get out of your out of your vision building days with EOS? Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is clarity on our goals and where the yep. business is heading. So I think one of the, again, internalizing, one of the biggest things is I often internalize my own goals. Yeah, I've right. had a fear, I've had a fear of actually expressing, you know, I want to get the business to this amount of million revenue, you know, and I had this fear, but now having the leadership team with the vision day, it provides a safe environment where I can express that. And it's for the yeah. benefit of the business and obviously with the EOS implementer. Um, so that's probably what I'm most looking forward to is actually uh, the expression of the goals and getting everyone on board and, and in alignment is probably yeah. the biggest thing for me. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. I want to take you back a little bit towards the, the challenges that LearnMate is now facing. And one of those that you spoke earlier about was moving from 90% um, in person to and, and it was 10% online and now it's 85% online and 15% in, in person. Yeah. How did you navigate that? Um, well, that's the thing I struggled to navigate. And that was actually the, the catalyst for going down this path. Yeah, right. Honestly, I think I actually thank, you know, and I know COVID's had an impact on the world, but from a, from a business perspective uh, for Lermate, it's actually been 
quite good in the realization that hang on we didn't have the systems or structures or processes in place yeah. because when a big you know a big event like that comes along and it um it changes the business landscape so rapidly so quickly that mm. businesses that are too dependent on one person or lack of systems or proper processes um, can really struggle to navigate that quickly so um that's how the process of you know finding going down this whole coaching and then eos path actually began um but in terms of navigating that it was it was just a lot of communication to customers i mean text messages mm. became our friend um mm. you know we, we we have too many customers to call so it was just a te- mass text message out um putting out proper communication the proper emails proper covid specific pages on the website providing the right tools to tutors on how they can navigate the transition to online mm. running some training webinars to tutors um you know informing our clients that they can make this transition as smooth as possible um and that's it yeah Yeah, that's great that you managed to do that. It sounded like it was really team effort in terms of of doing that and hopefully off the back of that the galvanization if you like of the team in that sort of tense environment will serve you well as you you start on your EOS journey. In terms of um uh looking outside the box if you like of EOS if if there was some advice that you would give uh business owners or um uh people that had been uh you know uh, working their way through the challenges that you have what what would that be if it, outside of EOS what do you, what do you think is the the key do you think to to driving business on because you're now at the 5 year mark which for a lot of businesses they don't actually reach um because they for various reasons but generally because they're not not well organized what what do you think is it what advice would you give those sort of business owners to keep driving forward um well excluding EOS i would say that it you need to know uh try not to focus on too many products so it's so become really specialized in one thing and do that really well yeah um so one failure or a learning experience should i say <laughs> a few years ago was uh, was was i tried to set up like a notes platform so you could basically um on the, it was a segment of the lomate website you could buy notes and all that stuff it completely failed because i realized that our segment don't want to buy notes they come to learnmate for a private tutor and then when they get access to that tutor they're going to spend time with that tutor and probably get notes for free from that tutor yeah right so you know we kind of realized that it wasn't going to work and so selling notes like that wasn't going to work and um yeah so sticking to one type of of really becoming known in that area like when you go to learn my website the logo has a photo of a you know a female tutor and a male student like mm. that encapsulates who we are mm. and i that's all i want to be known for i want to do that really well and that's how we can achieve scale because then we can offer a standardized form of support we can offer a standardized form of systems um i also think um knowing particularly if you're a tech based business which we really are having a good tech person um so i've been very lucky to have deep who works with me um he's actually a university student at monash uni right. um and um really really um some really talented people at university um that you can actually get to join young businesses and so having a really good so that actually leads to the next point which is having a really good team around you having a really yes. good uh group of people who are going to stay with you for a number of years is is also really beneficial as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's a great story. Now in terms of learn mate, we we best get um as much information out there as we possibly can. So let's let's just talk about so uh 
in terms of either those that need tutors or those that are that want to be on your platform as tutors, what's the best way that they can get in contact with LearnMate? Yeah, easiest way, just go to the website, learnmate.com.au. Um, if you're a student, uh, there'll be a search box on the homepage. You can actually do an instant search for a tutor. Yeah. Um, you can also select multiple subjects. So you can actually add, uh, you can shortlist as many tutors as you want on the search results page. So you can see some detailed profiles about who the tutor is, their profile picture, the about me location costs, it's all there on the website. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to get in contact with any tutors, you can get in contact, get in contact with them within 30 seconds. Um, if you're a tutor, um, also same thing, go to learnmate.com.au. There's also a tutor registration and how it works uh, in the navigation bar, which you can click on and learn more about how we operate. And if you're interested, you can sign up through there. Fantastic. Well, Dimitri, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on Gripping Business Tales. It's an inspiring business story and I love hearing about education. It's, it's um, something close to my heart. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and share your experience because that's what education is all about really, isn't it? It's sharing of experiences and knowledge. So I really appreciate that. Thanks again. Thank you, Murray. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Gripping Business Tales. Please remember to subscribe and to rate the podcast. And to start your EOS journey, contact me at grip6.com.au and I look forward to helping you get what you want from your business.